Savannah Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Dee Daniels, and I'm also the director of communications at Cliff Merce Realty in beautiful, historic downtown Savannah, Georgia. We're so excited to take you on this journey that will, yes, explore the fascinating world of real estate and investing in Savannah, but just as important, we'll also be giving a platform to so many creative, unique, and diverse people that make this charming city one of the coolest and hottest places in the world. You might have heard on a previous episode, we were talking about how we have two of our agents that are from California. One of our agents that's from California is here with us now, Linda Blakemore, cross country to Savannah, Georgia. Linda, you're one of my favorite people on the planet, I have to tell you, and I love watching you do real estate. I love watching you be so excited about being in Savannah. So what took you from California all the way to Savannah, Georgia. Oh, hi, Dee. Well, it was kind of a journey. We first came to Savannah probably about six years ago, and I think it was probably our second trip. We met Cliff Merce, and he became our broker. At that time, we weren't sure that we wanted to move to Savannah. Just our life was not in a place where we were ready to move across the country. We have a daughter that was just starting college, And so we kind of felt like we needed to be grounded, further grounded in California. But every time we came here, we fell in love with it a little bit more. And every time we came here, we were trying to sort of craft this, you know, picture of what was our life, you know, going to be like, or our stake going to be in Savannah. And, you know, first we thought, oh, we'll we'll buy a place and we'll have SCAD students live in our in our building. And then we visited some places and we decided that might not be up to our appetite. Yes, so yeah, that can be interesting, that, that process. That can be yeah. interesting. And don't get me wrong, my, I'm a very creative kid and yeah. um, I love that, but um, I'm not sure I want to be landlords. So then our next thought was, oh, we'll buy a place and you know, create a short-term vacation rental, which is, of course, everybody's big hot button when they come here. They think, oh, I could make so much money doing this. And you can. Uh, But we realized, too, that that had, you know, some issues along with it as well. And then finally, we started thinking, you know what? We both own our own businesses, and we're still relatively young. And what if we just pulled up our roots out of California and moved all the way across the country? And what would that look like? Mm. And we thought, well, we could try it. If we hate it, we can always come back. But we didn't. You didn't. (laughs) How long were you visiting before you were like, okay? I think it was probably about the third trip. We came at Halloween one year. Mm. You know, Savannah's always kind of cracked us up because it's sort of like this amazing historical place and beautiful, but it's also got this sort of funny cheesy side to it totally (laughs) and so we were here at halloween one year and i said you know what we're in savannah we have to do a ghost tour Mm -hmm. and so we did the ghost tour and it was you know as predicted cheesy cheesy as ever yeah but fun at the same time and we just i think that was really the trip that we decided you know what we really love this and the other thing, too, is, of course, every time we came, we got in Cliff's car and he drove us around and yeah. showed his property. Yeah. And we just couldn't get enough of all the gorgeous buildings. 
And I have always toyed with the idea of getting my real estate license. You know, in California, it's very difficult to break into the market there. Right. So I thought, you know what? If we came to Savannah, what if I got my real estate license and started something new here too? So that was really the trip. I think that, you know, I thought this could be a whole new start for us, not only just moving across the country in a whole different state and, you know, being in the South and all of that, but, you know, maybe I could really take that leap and, you know, stick my toe in the water with real estate. And then the following year, I rented an Airbnb for a month and we brought the whole family out for Christmas. And that's when we really... That's a good test run. Yeah, it was a really good test run. Yeah, that's when you get all the family, you know, to say, hey, how's this feel? Uh You know, that's a really good test run. So you were in Laguna Beach. Yes. Now... For 25 years. Wow. I didn't realize that long. Yeah. In the same house for... 24 of those 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and so in comparison, like Laguna Beach living and yeah. Savannah living, what's the big difference? Well, you know, Laguna is an absolutely drop-dead gorgeous place. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were very fortunate. We bought a really ugly 70s house there when we first got there, fresh out of New York for right. a couple of years. Right. And we thought real estate was cheap. Um, and in Laguna at the time and relative to New York, it was very yeah. inexpensive. Mike did a beautiful design and we, we built a really beautiful contemporary home with a killer view and we loved it. You know, we really, we lived way up on the hill and, you know, it was like a journey every day when we came home, not long, you know, five minutes, yeah. you know, kind of zigzaggy up the hill to, to our house, but I never tired of the view. And I never tired of seeing the ocean and hearing the ocean. I'm not really a beach person, believe Mm. it or not. You know, 25 years, I probably went to the beach and actually laid on the beach maybe, I don't know, a dozen times at the most. Right. Because I just can't sit still that long. Yeah. (laughs) But the view is nice. But the view is really beautiful. So Laguna is not very diverse. Mm. And um, that was something, you know, before we lived in Laguna, we lived in uh, San Francisco for six years and New York City for two years. And I think we really missed the urbanness of that. And we also missed the quirkiness of being in a place where people look different from one another. Um, They speak different languages. They have different likes and dislikes, um, different foods. You know, I think we really missed that diversity. Laguna, like I say, is just drop dead postcard gorgeous. Yeah. But but it it's pretty vanilla yeah. from that standpoint. Yeah. And we really missed, you know, we were craving being back in a place where it wasn't quite so tidy. Mm-hmm. And and somehow you still ended up moving to a place that was also postcard. Yes. Yes, but in a very different totally way. Totally different way. Yeah, in a very different way. It actually really reminded us, uh, you know, I think one of our favorite places that we've ever lived was San Francisco. Mm. And we just loved the dynamics of it. We loved everything about it. We loved the old architecture. Uh, and, you know, Savannah, even though it's southern and it's flat, it actually reminded us a lot of one of the neighborhoods in San Francisco, not a specific neighborhood, but it has that same feel. Like if you live in Noe Valley in San Francisco or even Pacific Heights, or we lived in Gwen Park in San Francisco, and it's 
like a, a pretty small geographic area. You have your little local grocery store and you have your, your egg roll king and, yeah. you know, and you walk down the street as you're going to get on the BART and you see people that you know, and it feels very neighborhood-like. Mm-hmm. And we felt that here in right away, like the from the first visit, we felt that kind of community. Yeah. Like urban, but community. Yeah. It's interesting how, how you start to know people here. Like just visiting. We we yeah. got to know people when we were visiting before we even moved. We still know those people now. I mean, it's, you know, coming from a place where, you know, we were in Northern Virginia, so it was a much bigger kind of community. You knew your people, but, you know, outside of that, you just didn't see a lot of people over and over and over. And here you do. So I can see that vibe being very attractive. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Mike. That Mm -hmm. is your... My husband. Your husband. And and we're actually going to have him on another episode because he has quite the story to tell and and just so many wonderful things. Now, this is also one of the reasons that you've got such a great love for architecture here. Yes. I mean, and how can you not coming into Savannah? My goodness. But you guys, when you moved here, you took on quite the project. Yeah. There's a uh, a website and an Instagram called Circle Old Houses, and uh, I stumbled into it probably, I don't know, nine or ten years ago when they were first starting, and um, it was sort of our Saturday morning fun. Mike and I would sit and look at all the, the cool old houses, and they were always in some place that was like, you know, in the middle of nowhere, mm. but this really cool old house, yeah. you know, and we just always loved it. But anyway, when, when, you know, we, we kind of started like gelling, what did we really want to do? You know, like we really had this idea that we wanted to buy another old house and restore it. We kind of thought we wanted that to be in the South. And then, you know, we kept coming back to Savannah and that all kind of started gelling together. But I always had this picture in my mind that if I was going to own a house in the South, an old house in the South, um, that it had to have this big front porch yes. and it had to have columns yes. and I had to have, uh, you know, ferns hanging from it. And I had to have, you know, rocking chairs or chairs to hang out in. And I just had this picture in my head, ice cold, sweet tea every yes, Saturday, exactly. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so I had our martinis, you know, or, whatever. Or that. Yeah. Right. Well, we are in Savannah. Depending so on the time of day. That's true. Right? That's very true. But, uh, but at any rate, when we started really getting serious about when we made a plan and started working, it took us almost a year to, to get here when we decided, yeah, we're going to do this. Um, we, of course, Cliff set us up on a feed, an email feed. Yeah. And so we went from looking at circle old houses every morning with over our coffee to looking at, you know, almost every morning Cliff's feed. You know, we first thing we do is get our coffee and then sit down and look to see what new things yeah. you know, had come up. And this house in uh, Thomas Square, Starland District came up. We had visited Starland Thomas Square a couple of years ago, and, you know, it was like, God, this could be a really cool neighborhood. I was going to say, like, what was it like, you know, when you were visiting? I mean, just a couple of years ago, I feel like when we were visiting, it, it, it wasn't anywhere like it is right now. I mean, it's just in two years, I feel like it's just booming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was already getting cool, you know, but at the same time it was a little, you know, like, mm, I don't know. Um, it was definitely not tidy. You know, we were looking for not tidy and we got it there, but we really liked the scale of the homes in, uh, Starland Thomas square. Like, you know, there are some big, beautiful homes, you know, in, in the national historic district, but they're, they're, 
literally on top of one another. I mean, like they're literally attached to one another in many cases. We really liked the homes that we found in Starline Thomas Square because they felt like they had a little bit more room around them. And the the lots were a little bit bigger. And so we one time, like almost a year before we decided to, you know, before we actually got here, we saw this house pop up on 37th Street and it had the requisite big front porch. And we thought, I don't know. And we called Cliff and he said, I don't know, 37th is, you know, busy. And that end is, you know, some good, some bad. Yeah. And so we just kept watching it as uh, time went on. When we got here, I I landed with my little dog. (laughs) And uh, I think it was uh, November 15th. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had rented a place, a furnished place for six months for a couple of reasons. One, we thought, you know what, this is a good cushion. Yeah. uh, Because if we get out here and we realize we've completely lost our minds, we cannot live in the South. Right. (laughs) We could always just hightail it back to California. Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, chalk it up to a grand adventure. No doubt. Um, And we also decided that, you know, we really wanted six months to live here and really shop the market and decide where did we want to live. And uh, so we landed on November the 15th. I think I flew in. I got in at like that late, late flight that comes into Savannah from mm-hmm. the West Coast, you know, like 1130, something like that. Stumbled into my new furnished apartment. And by 9 a.m. Eastern time the next morning, I was out the door with Toby and hightailing it over to 37th Street. <laughs> To see it in person. Yeah, had to see it in person. I called up Mike, and I'm, it was like 6 a.m. there. I called up Mike, and I'm like, guess where I am? And he's like, you're in front of 37th Street, aren't you? <laughs> and I said, I am, and you got to see this. You oh, know, as soon man. as you get out here, we got to get into this house. Yeah. And, I like, we just knew. We just knew. It just spoke to us. You know, it just absolutely was this quintessential southern house. You know, we hadn't seen the inside of it yet, but... It looked to be very much in original condition. Yeah. We bought it from the second owners who had been there for 55 years. Wow. And we just kind of fell in love with it. I love how you guys got to know the owners. They yeah. had been here forever and, and just like they were such a part of the community here in Savannah. And, and just that transition into that house and then you taking over and sort of realizing we're going to make this into everything we want to make it into. And you're doing it. I mean, yeah. you're, you're you're making it such a wonderful, cute place, and you're you're yeah, still taking you. into account the structure. Oh yeah, and I think yeah. that's so important here. Yeah, that was something we were really committed to. Once we got into the house, you know, it's it really is. Besides the kitchen and some really ugly paneling and paint, right? Um, the house is really very much intact. And so we really wanted to be respectful of that. And we felt so fortunate because you walk into so many homes and they've been just kind of bastardized, yeah, yeah. you know, and we just didn't want that. Right. Um, so they have a process here. Thomas Square Starland is a National Historic District. So they do have a pretty, you know, specific review process. So we did the plans. The, the primary changes that we were making is that we wanted to really expand the kitchen across the back of the house. Um, we really didn't break the footprint of the, of the home at all. But we just kind of took what was, you know, like a mud room and a laundry room and the kitchen. And we're making that all kitchen. Yeah. And we wanted to put as much glass at the back of the house as we possibly could. Mm-hmm. And so that was really one of the only changes. And then we wanted to move one window 
uh, upstairs in the back room to another facade. We didn't want to really replace any of the windows. They're all original and they're beautiful. Yeah, they're they are. 12 over one and they're in great shape. Yeah. So uh, we went through the process. We, it took us through two um, sessions uh, with the historic review board. I didn't get to move the window upstairs that I wanted to move, mm. but I gave that up. Right. And we got one less window in the kitchen, but we said, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good compromise. Yeah. 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 When you think about it. Yeah. And so, and also like the, talk a little bit about the back because you're talking mm-hmm. about getting a nice lot size. Yeah. I mean, you've got some pretty cool features yeah. behind the house too. Yeah. Yeah. The house, it, there's the main house and then we've got a carriage house, which was the original carriage house. And then there's also a garage structure. So when we bought the house, the carriage house was being utilized as a rental. Mm -hmm. And they actually had converted what used to be where the carriages and the horses went into living space. And they had the tallest guy I've ever seen living in the shortest space I've ever seen. Yeah, I downstairs. don't know how I don't know how he lived there, yeah. but he did. The upstairs had been tacked onto and added onto, so much so that the historic board no longer con- considered it a contributing structure. Right. So we actually had a lot more latitude um, with the carriage house than we did the main house. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing that we did when we moved into the house was we gutted the carriage house because it was in pretty... You know, it had drop ceilings in it, and it was pretty stinky and bad. And but so, boy, those once you expose the oh beams up gosh. there, it's just beautiful. That was like such a cool surprise. So it's got really beautiful arched beam ceilings in the main, which was the original carriage house, mm-hmm. which is kind of just a rectangle, and then it's been added on to other places. But the main room, which will become the um, living room and dining room for the house under our new design, has these beautiful arched beam ceilings, and they're super tall and gorgeous and so we plan to do absolutely nothing with them we're gonna leave them they're really pretty that's one of the things i love about like you know looking at houses here and and we certainly get get an opportunity to enjoy that being in the real estate industry where we get to sort of go around and look in all of these older homes and some that have been renovated and some that haven't and just realize like the the beauty that when someone built this the care they took and, and, and how just beautiful the original structures uh, really, really are. And, and it's interesting to see, I mean, even in the time that you've been in Thomas Streetcar, Starlin District, it, it, it's the value. I mean, it's just... Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. When we bought the house, we really weren't sure what our long-term plan was with it. We just knew we loved it and we knew we wanted to renovate it and bring it back to kind of its original glory. Um, but the bones were so good. And now having lived in it almost a full year, I don't think we'll ever give it up. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I don't know if we'll live in it forever, yeah. but I don't think we'll ever let it go because yeah. it's just too cool. Yeah. And it's really cool to be, you know, in a house that's 101 years old, we're the third owners. Right. That's like crazy to me. That's amazing. And, yeah. and how can you ever give up that porch of yours? I can't. I really can't. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out I don't sit on the porch that much because 37th Street, Cliff was right. It is really busy. It is busy. very busy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's um, pretty. No doubt It is it. a great way to arrive home yeah. every day. You know, I pull into that driveway and I walk up the stairs and I walk the full length of the porch behind my big ferns yes. and I'm just kind of in heaven. It makes me happy yeah. every time I come home. Oh, no doubt about I it. I really love it. So talking about real estate, um, one of the things that I really enjoy watching you do is, is connect with Uh, clients and potential clients and people that are interested in moving to Savannah, you have so many things to connect with. 
um, moving, you know, across the country and, you know, starting a new business in Savannah, renovating a house, um, even buying investment property and flipping house, that sort of thing. You guys are even doing that as well. I don't know how you have time (laughs) to do all of the things that you do, but what, what would you say is, is kind of your secret to connecting with people? Cause I think it's that you you just relate yeah. to all of that. Well, you know, I've always been what I've, you know, crudely called a, a people hog mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and a, and a friend collector. That's a good thing. Um, my previous career and, and still, you know, a part-time career for me is, you know, I was very fortunate in that I fell into the recruiting industry right out of college. And I realized that I had a natural ability and curiosity about people. I truly love meeting other people. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious about what, what makes people, you know, who they are and what makes them tick and what they're interested in and what they do. And I'm just never, I can kind of never get enough of that. So recruiting was an opportunity for kind of a license to be nosy about people. <laughs> right. um, and real estate is sort of a license for me to be nosy about these really beautiful homes no and doubt. people. Yes. So I'm just like having the time of my life, you know. It's the best it's of just, both worlds. It is really the best of all the worlds. I feel like, <laughs> you know, I've always loved architecture. I've always loved historic architecture. And I really do love people. There's always very much a gray line for me. Like it's hard for me to meet people even in business that I don't like almost immediately consider them friends. Right. You know, not that everybody wants to be my friend, but, right. but, but, you know, but it's I, hard for them not to though. Cause again, you're very <laughs> relatable. You're very yeah. relatable. Like, but I just like, I really like to hear about what people are all about yeah. and their families and you know, what, what kind of things they like to do because People are just really interesting to me. I think that you can be doing anything and be anywhere, and yet you still meet really interesting people. And that's fascinating to me. Yeah, it is. So uh, we were talking a little bit about you, uh, you guys having an investment property as well. A lot of people are interested in that when they come to Savannah. A lot of people that have visited think, I'd like to just own investment property in Savannah. What advice do you give them? This is a really crazy market right now. Yeah. Obviously, we don't have a lot of inventory. It's it's, yeah. it's a tight situation. But what's your advice for people coming in that want to do investment property? I'd say if you are looking to do something um, that's kind of a fixer. I mean, I love a fixer. But I wouldn't try to do it unless you live here. Yeah. I think it's very, very difficult. I have one client that's an investor that I'm working with right now that isn't from Savannah. He lives in New Jersey. But he has a partner that's a general contractor who lives in Savannah. Yeah. Um, That's the only time I would advise. Yeah, that's kind of ideal. But I would not suggest you know, take on a big project unless you're going to be here or unless you can spend a substantial amount of time to be here. Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean you still can't invest in real estate here because you can buy something that's already been redone by somebody who's done a good job on it. You know, you don't want to buy something that's somebody slapped a coat of paint on and not really done a quality job because that kind of investment is going to cause you a headache, you know, pretty quickly, especially yeah. if you plan on putting renters in it. The rental market here is really hot. Um, it's hard to find good rentals. The rental market, I think, is a great investment opportunity because you got people coming here, whether you do short-term vacation rental or you do what's called an executive rental, which is like what we rented, you know, a furnished rental, but you do more than 30 days because there are lots of people want to come to Savannah and they want some time to transition here, much like we did yeah. uh, when we came here. 
or you can just do long-term month-month because there's a huge demand for that as well. Yeah, it's interesting. It's not The rental market isn't just one section. It's very much like... Uh, you know, it appeals to those who want to stay for the weekend. It appeals to those who want to stay for a week, for 30 days, for six months. Right. It's pretty much everywhere here. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, there's a big um, variety of people that are coming here too. There are people that come here and retire. There are people here that are semi-retired. There are people here that, you know, can work remotely now and, you know, they need a space uh, and they just love Savannah. So yeah. they want to be here. There are students, there are students that come to SCAD and never leave because they yeah. fall in love as well. Yes. Um, and that's actually one of the things that we really loved about Savannah. That was also something that really attracted us to here. We actually really love the students. Yeah. Um, they're all over town. They're creative. They're fun. They're energetic. Uh, and I do think that a lot of the SCAD students do fall in love with the city, regardless of where they're from. And so then they stay and they, they make this unbelievable creative contribution to the, to the town and, um, you know, some pretty cool entrepreneurial, you know, ventures too. you know, whether it's a little store or like there's a place over in my, um, neighborhood. And I think she's a SCAD, uh, grad, the woman that owns, it's called super bloom. Mm. And, uh, they have all kinds of products there, everything from purses to t-shirts to, um, smoothies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's all handmade and it's all local, um, artisans. And I just really love that. Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't, you don't go to, you know, like you don't go to a Newport beach, you know, North of me and Laguna beach and find that, you yeah. know, it's all like canned stores. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they've, they've brought a really, uh, a vibrant creativity to the city too. And it's not just when they're students, but then they also stay. Yeah. It's amazing to hear how many, uh, SCAD grads actually do stay. Yeah. Um, but they do. And I, I feel like I meet them all the time and they're like, yep, I graduated, you know, five yeah. years ago, 10 years ago, still yeah. living here. And yeah. That's pretty awesome. Or they started a business here even yeah. and, and it, and it's working. Yeah. And talk about interesting, cool people to get to know. Oh my gosh. I'm like a kid in a candy store right? that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is. And it's funny because a lot of people, you, you know, you're talking about earlier, the diversity that's here. A lot of people may not realize if you've only visited for a moment or a weekend or on your way to Florida or, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be, you may not realize how diverse it is. Yeah. And you may not think, oh, you know, Georgia, it's, maybe it's not that diverse. It is. Yeah. You'll feel the vibrancy yeah. here. It's it's a big deal. Yeah. It's also, it seems to me to be a very accepting place. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, we don't, we're, we're happy if you're different, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that Southern charm and hospitality just sort of puts their arm, you know, the city just puts their arms around people. Yeah. And I think people come here and they feel very safe to be different and kind of loved. It's, it's pretty neat. Oh, no doubt. Now I've got to talk about, um, cause I want you to tell the story cause I think it's really a really good story. You have great taste in music. And I've realized this after working in the same office together and we enjoy the the similar music. But when you moved in your house, Uh tell the story about the records because it is pretty, a pretty cool story. It was a neat find. And I love what you guys are doing with it. Yeah. So people sometimes talk about, you know, old houses when they open up the walls, they find, you know, bricks of gold or, you know, maybe old newspapers or, you know, all kinds of strange things, right? Underwear. Yeah. 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 Weird stuff. Yeah, bones, yeah, all kinds yeah. of things, right? So um, as, as I mentioned, the previous owners that uh, lived in our home had been there for 55 years. 
And um, they were really interesting people. Laura Waddell, who was the owner, especially, was just an amazing character, is an amazing character. She's still in town. I've stayed in touch with her. But um, they clearly love music also. And in the carriage house, when they were trying to pack things up, and it took them quite, we gave them two months after we bought the house to transition out of the house. Because how do you pack up 55 years? I honestly do not know. um, And they had a lot of stuff. I knew out in the garage there had been a lot of albums and but I, I never saw a turntable in the house, you know, in the times that we'd been there. And and they I actually spotted the albums and I thought, oh I wonder if they want to get rid of those. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kind of into vinyl now yeah. and those those look like they could be albums. cool. You know, yeah. I'm like, I really kinda of wanted to go nose Absolutely. through those, but I thought that might be too pushy. Right. Right. <laughs> so I kinda of let it go and they packed up their stuff and, and the albums from the garage all went. I was kinda of sad about that. We were just kind of trying to, you know, because they left a lot of extra stuff, you know, like plastic boxes and things they did. And we, at the end, we just kind of said, look, if there's stuff you don't want, just leave it. We're going to roll up a dumpster anyway, yeah. and we'll, we'll help by helping you get rid of that. That was a good decision on our part uh, because there's a little storage uh, room off the back porch. And I don't even know if I ever opened that door when we bought the house, when we were looking, because there were so many other things to look oh, at. Oh, no doubt. But we opened up this door, and there were some old boxes in there. And Mike went to pull the boxes out. And he's like, oh, my God, I wonder what they left in here. And he opened it up, and there were stacks and stacks and stacks of these old albums. Mm. And we really love blues music. That's probably our favorite. You know, type. We love jazz, too. We look at all kinds of music. Ditto, we yeah. really love blues love music. It. And uh, we pulled these albums out and we realized that somebody in the family or somebody that had lived in the house at some point in time must have been a DJ because we found all of these albums that were, many of them looked like they were practically new mm. and they were stamped with, you know, not for sale yeah. um, or, you know, original copy or, or that sort of thing. And so a few years back for Mike's birthday, I bought him a turntable and some cool, some nice Bose speakers. And we'd already started kind of collecting some, some vinyl, but, uh, we thought, well, let's just see, you know, it could be really crummy, but it could be really good too. And so we just started kind of like one at a time taking them out and some of them didn't even have the sleeves on them anymore. And I was so surprised that they weren't just totally trashed, but many of them were in really great shape. And so about once a week, we pull out a new album and we put it on the turntable and we play it and listen to it. And um, we've we've had some amazing found. Some of them, you know, were not so great, but 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 most I would say were really really great music. Yeah. I mean, it was just such a fun, better than a bar of gold. Oh, I love that. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Better than, than someone's old bones. Right. Or, or the bones. Yeah. <laughs> find behind a brick wall that, yeah. you know, uh, what a great find. And, yeah. and it really is. I mean, the fact that it was just good, good music anyway, for the most part. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. a pretty cool story. And I got to think whoever owned them, would would like the fact that we're appreciating right? them. Yeah. You got to think that. I, mean, I really I, do. I feel like there are so many great stories like that here that, you know, people find something in a house or, you know, they transition from one house to another and, and you appreciate, you respect where it came from. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that that goes on here, not only from household to household with the people, but also with the architecture and 
yeah. you know, with the way people treat things. I mean, I'm very glad you don't see a lot of the chain stores, you know, around in, in yes. downtown. And they're yeah. very protective of the historic district. And, and they yeah. do a great job with that. I agree. Yeah, I really agree. And I think I really think it's one of the things that really makes um, Savannah appealing yeah. to people because they find things here they're never going to find someplace else. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no completely doubt. and totally unique. So Savannah secrets, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, what was a like secret spot, secret place, secret restaurant, secret, whatever that's, that you, was a secret to you that you found that's no longer a secret? Uh, probably my neighborhood. Yeah. You know, I think that I, I'd say it probably is my neighborhood. Um, and I'm surprised still, even though it's been published a couple of times now in Southern Living Magazine. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it has hit the radar um, of, you know, the rest of the world, but I'm surprised how many people will walk into our office downtown and, you know, ask about, you know, the various neighborhoods. And I tell them about Starland Thomas square and send them through the end of the park and, you know, keep going on bull. And then they always, always call me or text me or email me. And they're like, Oh my God, you're so right. Like that is so cool out there. Like, and it's so close. Like it's really like, it feels like a different place, but it's really a part of Savannah. So I'd have to say it's, it's probably, it's the neighborhood. It's yeah. the neighborhood that we live in. I mean, Starlin Yard, yeah. you know, Very we, cool. we just went to um, Squirrel's Pizza for the first oh, time. Oh, I love squirrels. Fantastic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the food is great. The environment so is good. awesome. Yeah. Of course, Foxy Loxy yes. is a wonderful place. Yes. We really love. And in fact, the other night I'd been seeing, because I follow them on Instagram, and I'd been seeing this thing about Saturday night, you know, wine and and uh, barbecue or something like that. Nice. I'm like, what, what in the world is that? Good pairing. Yeah. You know, we're three <laughs> blocks away. So we decided, let's go over there and check that yeah, out, right? Yeah. And um, they've got a beautiful, if you haven't been there, they've got an absolutely drop-dead gorgeous courtyard in the back. And they've got these fire pits. And they put together these little packages of s'mores. And you... Half half off um, bottles of wine. Nice. Um, sometimes they have live music, but there's just a whole ton of people there. Most of them are from the neighborhood, and people just hang out and drink wine and eat cheese and s'mores, and yeah. it's like the best thing ever. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's really really fun. I don't know if they do it in the summer too, but it was fun in the winter because it was you know still a little chilly outside. Yeah, you got the but, fires. Yeah, it had the fires, and there were. What really struck me is that there were people there with their grandparents and their little kids and grandkids, and the kids were running around like crazy and climbing up and down the stairs of the gingerbread house and roasting marshmallows, and the adults were all drinking wine. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, this is such a great place where, like, you know, full of students, of course, too, but it was like this whole. It was like this little microcosm of what what makes Savannah great. Oh I think. no doubt, yeah. we uh, we fell in love. I'm not even sure we would have ventured into the Starland District at all at the beginning of visiting years ago, uh, but we fell in love with Back in the Day Bakery. Oh, yeah. And we were going there specifically to look for Back in the Day Bakery, and once we got there, and, you know, the next time we decided, oh, this is so good, we're going back tomorrow. So we went back the (laughs) next day, um, and and then we all of a sudden started seeing the neighborhood around it and just blossom, and we were like, oh, my gosh, this area is just absolutely Absolutely amazing, and I think yeah. if you if you're just visiting and you only go right there in the historic district, and you don't go past 
Forsyth, you you yeah. you really are missing out. You miss out. It's a whole different world. Yeah, yeah, you really do. And talk about music. Um, you know, we feel so fortunate in that we have a number of music venues right in that neighborhood. But one of our favorites, even that we went to, even when we were just here as tourists, um, is Victory North. Oh yeah, um, really sm- cool small venue. Uh, in fact. One of the first artists we saw there was a really cool female blues artist. But it's small enough that you can literally, you know, work your way right up to the stage. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not at the stage, you I mean, you're looking right at the players, you know, and it's just, it's a really neat place. And we can walk from our house there, yeah, yeah. which is really neat. The walkability factor here. Walkability is, is a big is a deal. a big, big deal. Yeah. And bicycle, you yeah. know, I mean, it's really, it's a fun place to ride a bicycle. Said the girl who rode her bike to work yesterday. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It was the first thing I asked for, is what I asked for for Christmas. The first year we were here, I said, yeah. I'm going to bike in yeah. this town. You need one. It's so pretty yeah. and it's flat. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, really, you have no excuse, you know. Yeah. So, traveling around, you know, we all kind of, I think, have memories, you know, when we moved here and when we got here and, and things that sort of strike, strike us, you know, in the soul and that sort of thing. One of the things that I consistently hear people talk about is a memory they have around one of the squares in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite square? Is there a square that sticks out for you that... Gosh, um, I think Troop Square is really beautiful, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I love the backdrop of the Victorians around oh, it. No I think doubt. it's absolutely gorgeous. It looks like, um, I don't know, something out of a Harry Potter movie, but yeah. not scary. Right. You know, it's just That's kind of this, you know, yeah, yeah. like it's really, it's just so pretty. And it's got all these beautiful, like I say, beautiful houses. The square itself is really pretty. Um, I also really like Oglethorpe Square. Ooh, I think yes. that's really pretty also. Um, you know, the buildings there are very different, but it's a Oglethorpe square is the kind of square. I think it was one of the first squares where I went and got myself a cup of hot tea and Mm. I just sat on a bench and just looked up and was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, this place is like amazing. It's magical. Yeah. It's hard to have a favorite square, I I think, because they're all, (laughs) they're all so unique and you have a different feel, mm-hmm. you know, really do have a different feel. My favorite thing is to just walk through them or ride my bike around them. Um, I don't really ride through the the square because one, that's kind of rude when there are people there. Right, but, right. but two, I also really like just the sound of the cobblestones as yes. you go around them. It's yes. just really, yeah, they're magical. Yeah. The squares are magical. They really are. And it's like different times of year. They give you a different feeling and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty amazing. I, I I've kind of fell in love recently with Orlean Square because we ah. did our photo shoot recently yeah. over there. And uh, wow, I mean, it's again, one of those squares that if you're kind of just on the main stretch through town, you might not, you miss it, you might not see that one. Yeah. And it's, it's one to see, yeah. you know, the fountain and the just fountain is the gorgeous. backdrop. Oh, yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And I think that's a good, I think that's a really good point, D, in that, you know, I think people kind of like go straight through town. And then if you only just like went off like, you know, one or two blocks to the right or to the left, you know, or a little bit further past, you know, Forsyth, there are all kinds of treasures here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, even further out than that, there are wonderful areas of Savannah that I'm still discovering. I mean, one of my favorite neighborhoods in town is uh, Ardsley Park. Oh, I think yeah. Ardsley is just absolutely beautiful. I came here the, the year that we rented the place for uh, a month. I walked out to Ardsley 
from our Airbnb, and it was a little bit of a hike, yeah. but um, pretty nonetheless. And um, I don't really consider myself much of a photographer, but you can be a really crummy photographer and get great <laughs> photos out That's there true. because the material is just like yeah. so unbelievable. Yeah. Those houses are so gorgeous. Yeah. And then the big boulevards, like Washington Boulevard is one of the prettiest streets I've ever seen anywhere in the world. Yeah. And I've been all over the world. Yeah. A lot of people make their way uh, to our office at 129 uh, Liberty Street, which is in a beautiful spot and right, yeah. right around the corner from Lafayette Square. And um, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And, and they all talk about just like, wow, you know, if they're visiting, how can I live here? And how, how can we make yeah. this happen? So we get a lot of that, yeah. uh, you know, walk by tourist traffic that we really love. Yes. Um, and we really do. We really all love to actually sit and talk about yeah. why we chose to be here and how right. we can help and that sort of thing. So I know a lot of people are going to ask uh, lots and lots of questions. And so if they want to get in touch with you, they can email you. Yes. Linda at com. Linda at com. I also started an Instagram. I'm getting better at it. You really are <laughs> As we go along. It. Yeah. And it's uh, called At Home in Savannah. And it's uh, partially a chronicle of our renovation of our bungalow and also uh, of our bungalow which is our investment property that we mm -hmm. bought and then our four square which is the home that we live in so uh and you know some real estate stuff thrown in there too you have to go there at the least to see the porch yeah right. i gotta see the porch you have to go to at least see the porch and i hope mike will join us on a on a future episode and talk about many many things including that he's a very fast race car driver <laughs> yes he is maybe too fast uh, <laughs> i've i've i see your sweat with it yes when, when you talk about that yeah. anyway linda this has been fun thank you oh this is wonderful thank you